This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by the Chief Executive Officer of Surgical Care Affiliates, SCA, Caitlin Zula. Caitlin's going to talk to us about a few of the different growth initiatives and things that SCA is doing. We're going to talk about service line growth. We're going to talk about a specific market example of working through this last year and more. And third, we're going to talk about the strengthening of relationships with United Healthcare uh, and, and SCA. Caitlin, can you take a moment to introduce yourself, and I'll ask you about each of these. Sure. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. My name is Caitlin Zula. I am the Chief Executive Officer for Surgical Care Affiliates, a role that I uh, started in December, uh, so right before the pandemic started. And tomorrow I will celebrate my fifth year at SCA. Well, and I know that SCA has rebounded remarkably this year, largest elective surgery com company in the country, and, and now has rebounded to back to 95% plus volumes in almost all your surgery centers or across the board. Let's talk today about a few different strategy issues. First, take a moment and talk about service line growth and, 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 and trying to grow in different service lines. Sure. So obviously we are incredibly focused on how do we deploy capital and uh, acquire interest in, in new and build new facilities, uh, but also incredibly focused on how do we recruit new surgeons to our centers to drive same store growth. Uh, and uh, big focus is you know, first on how do we uh, recruit new surgeons and then two, uh, how do we begin to build out our strategic service line programs, uh, which we view as uh, total joint replacement, spine, and cardiovascular. Uh, this year, we've recruited almost 30% more new surgeons uh, at our existing facilities than prior years. So we're seeing, I think, exceptionally strong interest in surgeons and understanding the value that ASCs provide, um, certainly to their patients and themselves, but also um, the, the um, you know, healthcare in America by reducing total cost of care. And um, through June, the number of strategic service line programs in place at our ASCs is up 18% over last year. Uh, and total joint is, is up 27%. And cardiovascular, which is really exciting, is up 41% year over year. And that's translated into uh, an increase in strategic service line volume of 10% over year, uh, year over year, again, uh, led by incredibly strong growth in total joint. Uh, and cardiovascular, which is new to the ASC space, uh, through July, we've had uh, over 50 physicians perform um, over 500 cardiovascular cases in, in 24 of our facilities. So it is, it's really exciting for us to see uh, that migration of higher acuity care safely, because um, clinical quality is first, to get moved to locations where um, we can do it uh, with far greater quality, far greater value, um, and a better uh, patient and surgeon experience. And, and, and talk to me, when you talk about strategic service lines, talk about what exactly you mean by that. And I think you gave two great examples, which is total joints and cardiovascular. I mean, focusing on a specific clinical service line, professional service line. Just talk for a moment about that and, and where the big initiatives are. Sure. So, yes, um, you know, when we think about strategic service lines, we're thinking about total joint replacements. And so uh, primarily knee, excited to see in 2021 um, Medicare hospital and outpatient rule that uh, total hip replacements are on the proposed rule to be moved to an ASC eligible procedure. Uh, we're seeing spine uh, continue to move into the ASC and then also cardiovascular, uh, which is a newer frontier. I believe there was nine new uh, procedure codes that Medicare authorized in 2020 to be moved to the outpatient uh, arena. And you've also mentioned 
that interest from independent surgeons in working at SCA facilities is way up this year. Can you just take a moment and comment on that? Sure, yeah, and we're seeing this across the United States. It's not in any particular geography, but I think um, you know the, the COVID pandemic has provided an opportunity to highlight ASCs and the value they provide. Uh, as we, one, we are offering uh, preoperative COVID testing and therefore uh, very thoughtful about keeping our facilities as safe as you can from COVID, obviously protecting our teammates as well. Uh, and uh, you know, we provide um, a much more convenient experience for the surgeons and the patients in addition to being lower cost. So that whole quadruple aim, the, the benefit that the ASC industry provides, I think gets highlighted and we're um, getting more attention now because of you know, just the differentiation between us and hospitals at this moment in time. Oh, fantastic. And, and, and it's terrific that it's going so well. Several years back, SCA was purchased by Optum Care, and, and for many years trying to navigate that relationship between Optum, United, and SCA. More recently, you've talked about developing a closer relationship with the parent company, United Healthcare. Can you take a moment and talk about that? Sure. I uh, got two kind of different ways uh, that we are partnering uh, and leveraging the broader Optum UHG uh, ecosystem. So, you know, first, I'll use an example of a market in Colorado. Uh, we have uh, primary care care delivery organizations through Optum Care in the Denver area. And SCA, I think in 2017, when we were acquired, had maybe three facilities. And over the three years, we have um, fostered uh, MSO investment relationship with a major musculoskeletal group in the region, uh, as orthopedics is obviously a, a key area of focus and competency for us. And then um, in partnership with the care delivery organizations and uh, this orthopedics group, we've been able to connect with two value-based uh, health systems and uh, created value-based contracts with two large payers in the area. And through this new ecosystem, been able to go from three to 18 ASCs. Again, as um, we become an offering for you know, value-based, high-quality value-based care. So exciting to see just a real um, high-value ambulatory market come to fruition in Colorado. And then, you know, the, on the second side, actually using an example of United Healthcare as the payer, uh, we have been having conversations with them about how to directly connect with their self-insured employers to reduce uh, their surgical spend. And so several months ago, we launched uh, a new business uh, under SCA called Surgical Management Solutions, or SMS, because it's healthcare, everybody needs an acronym, uh, to address a business need, uh, this business need, uh, by employers, and I'm incredibly pleased to say the market response has been outstanding, and SMS has already secured major contracts. And so we're really at the forefront, uh, but excited to see how we can uh, leverage our deep knowledge of how to um, reduce surgical spend in high-quality, value-based uh, locations and bring that um, knowledge to employer groups who are obviously struggling in the economy as well. Another point, Caitlin, you're going to take a moment and talk about a, a, a specific geographic market where you've done something a little unique and how you've managed the relationships and tried to develop the market and so forth. Can you take a moment there? 
Sure. So that that was the first example I provided around Colorado, uh, where by uh, combining the care delivery organizations with an optum care, the primary groups, along with an aligned orthopedic group uh, that um, has partnered with SCA on a, an MSO investment, along with um, value-based payers and um, to value-oriented health systems. We've been able to transform a fairly high-cost market, uh, Denver, to uh, one that's now supported the growth from three to 18 ASCs. And that you could know, a very thoughtful market-based strategy is something we're taking to other locations throughout the U.S. where OptumCare has uh, these primary care groups that are often risk-based and very much looking for um, opportunities to uh, reduce the total cost of care and provide value-based services to their patients. Fantastic. Let me ask you one, one more question. You've got this great mix of competence and leadership skills. If you were to take a moment and give advice to a younger leader, an emerging leader, what are a couple of things that you would give it tell that younger person or the evolving leader about growing into a leader? Any thoughts that you'd have for an evolving leader? Sure. Uh, I guess the first one would be come from a place of yes. Be open to experiences that come your way. I've, I've mentored a couple young leaders uh, and they um, sometimes come with a, like a, an actual career map or an expectation of, you know, by the age of 30, I will be in this role. And certainly uh, I'm always impressed that they have that level of vision around themselves, but I, I encourage them not to turn away or put blinders on for just other opportunities that may be off the map that will provide them experiences um, that will transform their perspective and understanding. So, so come from a place of yes, uh, raise your hand, volunteer, be open to new experiences. And then the second thing I would say is you know, do things that scare you, uh, stretch yourself, um, get to that, to that uncomfortable zone, because again, it's, it's when you're stretching and a little uncomfortable that you're growing and it's through growth that um, you'll become a better leader and um, just learn more about the environment around you. Well, fantastic. I love those two pieces of advice. Be open to yes. I mean, you've got a map, you've got a digital plan, you've got a plan, whatever the plan is, but be open to opportunities and be open to take on things and raise your hand and say yes. The second thing is don't be afraid to do things that scare you. I mean, move from your level of competence to other areas, try different things and grow as a leader, grow as a person, grow as a professional. I think, Caitlin, great advice. Caitlin Zula, always a great pleasure to visit with you. This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm with Caitlin Zula today, the CEO of SCA, the largest provider of outpatient surgery in the country. Uh, and just great to visit with you, Caitlin. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. Great to be here.